Hello, we are Terra Nova, a horror podcast. We're hosted by Kendall and Jackie. And here we talk about everything well, horror. And this podcast is specifically for you, the horror fans, and also the non-horror fans. If you're too scared to watch the movies, it's fine. We talk about it, we discuss it, we dissect it, we laugh about it, talk about the good, the bad, the tropes, and new episodes are launched every Monday. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TerranovaPod. And leave a review, five stars, of course, on all platforms that you listen. And last but not least, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And tell your dog, too. Cool dog. <laughs> Hello. What's going on, Jackie? I'm really excited. I'm very excited because we're reaching wow. October. Because it's October and it's spooky season, bitch. <laughs> That's why it's spooky season. I mean, spooky season is September. Let's be real. But now it's really, really spooky season. So I'm fucking excited, man. Sorry. September is more like spooky season Eve, though. It's not like straight up spooky season yet. It's like the beginning. Listen, listen, man. Every day is Halloween. Every <laughs> day. You're right. You're right. This is Halloween. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, Christmas get 19 months out of the year. I'll take it. <laughs> Yes, even Christmas is Halloween, like ish, <laughs> kinda. <laughs> sure, why not? I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, the moment September comes, everybody be like, "Oh shit, we right around the corner." So um, I'm happy as we we there. We in October now. We you know we made it. Uh, best time of year. Uh, this is when all the non true horror fans, like the, the people who are kind of the casuals, they kind of pop in and they be like, "All right, time for some spooky stuff." So. October is definitely extra special for our genre. <laughs> I know, but this is particularly special because, oh my God. You know what? Shout out to my girl, Samara, because this was her idea. When we first started the podcast and she was on our guest, like she was a guest for Nightmare for Christmas. I remember two weeks afterwards, she was just like, you know what you guys should do for the podcast? You should cover this for the podcast. And I was like, huh, interesting. And then I talked to you about it, and you were like, oh, shit, we should. And we were planning, like, when are we going to do it? And I was just like, we got to do it for October, man. It's perfect to do it. <laughs> and while we're talking about, yeah, and what we're talking about specifically is, like, literally the iconic song that's played every year for Halloween, and that is Michael Jackson's Thriller. Dun, 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 dun. That shit is lit. <laughs> I'll never get tired of hearing that. That joke. Yeah, I'm so happy we're doing this. This is good. This is gonna be fun. This is gonna be a blast from beginning to end. But before we even get into the topic, because I know everybody got opinions. I know y'all clicked on it. Y'all was like, Michael Jackson, what the fuck? These people do movies. We was like, today we do we doing Michael today. So <laughs> that's what we doing today. So before we get into it, I want to introduce our guest. Fan of the podcast. At this point now I'm gonna say a family member of the podcast because we've been speaking online on Instagram so much already. So I would say he's a horror nerd, horror fan, and uh, so on. I'm was always excited to talk to him, always a blessing to talk to him on Instagram. So I'm happy we were able to bring him on. So how's it going, Alexander? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Hello, everybody. Hello. Oh, awesome, man. Happy to happy you here. Happy you here. Hey, thank you so much for even having me on, man. I really appreciate it, both of y'all. Now, yeah, for man. those who might, yeah, and for those who don't know, like, yeah, he's been following us, following us and liking every post we put out. 
Like, I remember the first time Kendall was just like, is he a bot or is he for real? I'm like, nah, I think he's for real. <laughs> I think he's for real for real. And I spoke to him and I was just like, oh my God, like, I feel so grateful. Like, he really appreciates. I mean, we always like when people say, hey, you know, you guys are awesome. But like, nah, like you really made us feel like we really are doing a great job because of how you appreciate us and how you like thanked us and complimented us on what we're doing and like we really really appreciate the love from you hey it's just genuine i mean you guys are doing it uh definitely a different way and it's it's amazing i mean from the way you do your show uh the guests that you have on it's uh it's just awesome i enjoy it so much and i thank you guys oh man we appreciate it we really we really do uh yeah, <laughs> this is just another reminder. I would say to all the people who follow us on Instagram or reach out about the podcast, like re- reach out even more. Like we will definitely bring you on. Like, we don't mind. We don't care what walk of life you're from. We don't care if you're new to horror or you've been a long time fan of a genre. If you like horror, this is a place you can come to. Simple as that. Uh, you don't have to be a researcher or anything like that. It was, it was funny Alexander mentioned that before we jumped on. He was like, man, you guys bring some interesting folks in here. Like I was kind of curious, like why me? <laughs> and I'm like, well... Hey man, <laughs> you a fan of horror? You welcome here. We we just the people who reach out, who end up on here, just happen to be people who reach out, and they all happen to be interested people. So you you don't have to be like some specialist. Just you like the genre, pop on in. Yeah, you guys have had some amazing guests. Some amazing guests. I've enjoyed all of the uh, the reviews on the movies, and uh, they've brought up some really good points where um, I never thought about uh, that angle of the type of movie at the time. So it just really you know just broadened my Whole knowledge of that particular film you guys were talking about so it's awesome oh yeah so cool so thank you before we get into thriller we can ask a little bit about you Alexander. What's, what's your relationship with the horror genre like what you like what you don't like oh man um well i'll share this with you as far as like uh my introduction to horror mm-hmm. <laughs> is a film it's the movie jaws oh, okay uh, i'd say um you know my parents took me during a summer showing I think it might have been like maybe 78. I was about maybe seven years old. And, uh, you know, I, again, I had never been afraid of anything. You know I mean? You're a kid. You know, I'm looking at cartoons and mm-hmm. companies, Sesame Street. I didn't know anything. So uh, my dad made the mistake of taking me with them that <laughs> night. And uh, he had the aisle seat, and I had the middle seat in between the aisle and my mom. And, you know, I'm sitting there eating popcorn as a kid. And, uh, the, you know, Chrissy gets, you know, that first attack was so vicious, man. It just shook me yeah. to the core. So I did some matrix, I did some matrix shit around my dad and I was heading for the parking lot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> somebody in the theater grabbed me before I hit the, hit the lobby door, man. And I mean, I, it was just, uh, I, I guess you could say it was traumatic for me, but I'd never seen anything like that before. So that was my introduction to horror. Um, and shortly after the film, you know, of course they had sequels and stuff come out and I just, again. I think Jackie brought this up in a show before where you kind of get like this uncanny, this weird obsession with what, uh, you know, makes you afraid. So I, I became like a, a shark, <laughs> sharkologist for a while, looking up everything on sharks. And uh, just from there, you know, the 80s had really great films as far as horror. So from there, you know, I, I just, you know, became uh, more of a, I guess you could say the, a creature, feature type guy. Mm-hmm. I like the, uh, the creature genre of horror, um, you know, name some films, Alien, Chud, uh, you know, Wolfen, to name a few, all 80s films, mm-hmm. of course. Um, uh, my favorite film, uh, horror film, is The Fog, 
John Carpenter's The Fog. I just love John Carpenter and everything oh, that he nice. does. Um, of course, you know, everybody loves him for Halloween, but I think The Fog is really uh, an underrated film of revenge, you know, with, when it comes to, like, uh, uh, ghosts. Mm -hmm. uh, they really had a, a reason to come back. <laughs> and I don't want to spoil it for, you know, if you guys haven't watched it or if anybody that's listening hasn't watched it, but it's really a good film. And, you know, he really gives the air of creepiness with his music. I mean, he's always nailing the soundtracks that he does for his films. And it's just really, uh, it, it's the, to me, the perfect storm like Jaws was. So you got the creepiness from the music, the story. Uh, you got uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, mm -hmm. Tom Atkins was in there as well. So it's really good stuff if you guys get a chance to check it out. That reminds me of how, like, shout out to Edgar, who was our guest. I think you found your other John, like, John Carpenter fanboy, Edgar. We just found <laughs> you your, your other best friend right now. <laughs> because he's also, he was in a guest for The Thing, and he's also a huge fan of John Carpenter. And yeah, he's like, he's like one of the grandfathers of horror besides Wes Craven. You know, everything John Carpenter has done. He has he has done also non-horror, but yeah, he's like he's a genius when it comes to filmmaking, it's like cinematography, and yeah, like soundtrack. He just knows how to make eerie sounds for the right moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ah, so good. I, I don't think I've seen the entire film for the fog. So I'll definitely have to revisit it at some point. I know I've seen pieces of it. But this it's just one of those movies I feel like was on TV a lot, or my parents maybe watched, but I just never caught the whole thing. <laughs> but I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna change that. Definitely make sure I change. It. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I enjoy it. To me, that's my uh, fall or my Halloween movie to go to. I mean, actually, it was one of the first films that me and my girlfriend actually sat down and watched. And you know, she had never seen it before, so she fell in love with it. And you know, I've just been running with it ever since. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh man, it's perfect. So perfect, perfect, perfect. So cool. Yeah, we're definitely going to probably revisit that movie at some point. That would be really interesting. Probably bring it back for it, too. Why not? Uh, I'm sure you have some interesting perspectives on it. Oh, my goodness. That would be awesome, man. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> awesome. We definitely set that up. But for today, get into the main event. I'm, like, rubbing my hands together like Birdman. But let's get to, <laughs> let's get into the main event for today. <laughs> Talking about Thriller. Oh man, it's the time of year. Oh man, I don't even know where we wish we even begin. Like, I'm I have to assume everybody here is a big Michael Jackson fan. I just like who isn't, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Mike. Mike is Mike's off. Awesome. Well, I guess we'll we'll start with the guests, but like Alexander, what was like what was like your your first intro to Mike? Or like what was like first thing kind of caught stood out to you about Michael Jackson? I mean, his music, man, is to me it just has a type of energy to it. I mean, um, you know, it's easy to go down a rabbit hole with you know, different things that have happened, articles of different things, but, you know, his talent has always stood out to me, man. I mean, every song that he's put out has some type of energy to it, man. It, I mean, if you're at some low points in life, it'll bring you up. And, I mean, it just, uh, the proof is in the pudding, man. I mean, here this man, you know, he made a song, you know, uh, it, was, it wasn't written by him, but, you know, he, he gave his energy into a song that actually became a, a, a horror, a Halloween anthem, mm -hmm. which is incredible. Yes. Yeah, and like, and the thing about Michael Jackson too, and I feel like with any, any artist who had some like type of iconic moment in history, it still slaps today. You play any of the <laughs> songs that he wrote from the 70s, from the 60s, like 80s, like it still hits. It's still like amazing. It's still 
it's still like good today and like not many i mean some artists can do like you know Whitney houston you know such and such but like his songs are still so like relevant like so good and this one yeah like it, it's so it's funny because like party city kind of samples the song every year for halloween every when year. they're advertising <laughs> every time they're advertising like get your costumes here you're always hearing this the, the soundtrack of thriller which of course they must have paid mad money to the jackson enterprise like hey can we use this um <laughs> because again it's michael jackson you know and that song is featured everywhere and if it's not the song it's it's the jacket it's the hair it's the dance it's always featured in something it's it's, it's like coded in jokes non-stop you know every time when i see zombie movies they always make that joke of like why can't i be like michael jackson thriller like i'm gonna just dance yeah. out <laughs> um and it, it really is just so iconic and i feel i mean this song is never gonna like age out like never it never is like at all and like it's just it's just so good it's so fun like once you hear it you're just like oh shit here we go here we go <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Or you said it, you two said it so perfectly. I always like, always, my opinion, I always try to always define like really great artists or really great like music, in my opinion, as like how the mood in the room shifts when like just like the first note just kind of hit, how everybody in the room kind of responds. You know, it's like you hit that with a lot of classic songs, like, you know, especially a lot of hip hop songs, but in general, just a lot of classic. There's some songs that just like just a note, two, three notes out of the song. You ain't even got to hear the words yet in the room, just everybody lights up or just like everyone kind of explodes in like unison it's not even planned just everyone just kind of go oh man like just and yeah my, mike definitely had a lot of hits that did that almost every single he had did that and thriller especially yeah every 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 costume store you walk into once once halloween first pretty much hit i mean once october first pretty much hit every every costume store you walk to you're gonna hit thriller a hundred times you but you ain't gonna get tired of it you're gonna keep hearing it but you ain't gonna get tired <laughs> you just gonna want to start dancing mm -hmm. like a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I didn't yeah. to tell you the truth. I didn't realize the kind yeah. of people he had working on this video at the time because it came out. I think what was eighty six when this video came out. Eighty four. Eighty four. Uh, so I was born in eighty nine. So I wasn't even alive yet. So by the time I saw it, I was like, I think first time I saw it, I might have been five, six years old. So I didn't have no idea of like the level of talent and people that he had working on this. It's kind of crazy for a music video mm-hmm yeah i agree 100 percent, man i mean you know he uh got in contact with with john landis who did you know uh american werewolf in london and uh you know just saying you know they were trying to you know you want to do something new something to change the the industry as far as film wise especially when it comes to music videos and you know john you know got his crew together you know he had rick baker that did the uh you know the fx mm -hmm. effects and uh you know you had uh, kelly kimball who did the costume design. I think Kelly did some stuff uh, with Shrek, and uh, actually he helped Eddie Murphy with costumes and uh, coming to America. Oh wow! So yeah, you had you had a uh, he had a he had a squad. <laughs> you know, he had a squad there when they <laughs> when they picked this idea up and ran with it. That's why I guess it it, it made uh, such a big hit that it did. So. Yeah, and I think this was also kind of the first time he started doing cinematic videos. I believe, right? Because after this. Then it came Moonwalker, then it came uh, Smooth Criminal, and then it came, you know, no, I think, no, I think Bad was the first one, right? I think Bad was like the first time he did like some type of cinematic video. I don't remember what year that came out, though. 
Yeah, he did bad. I think bad was uh, bad had Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah. Was, um, yeah, but he was uh, his approach to it was he was considering them films. I read a small article where he was like, yeah, you know, we're trying to do film. So he was considering the videos like small films. This is Michael's, you know, uh, take on it. Yeah, I think Beta 2 was also like the first time he ever did the whole like cinematic stuff. And that's what he was known for. And it's funny because ever since he did that, he kind of paved the way for other artists. Today, who does that? Like, we wouldn't have done that. Like, people wouldn't have been doing that if it wasn't for him for starting that, for being a whole revolutionary. And, yeah, for him for getting John Landis and the fact that he was just like, yeah, I'll do it. And it was so interesting <laughs> because, you know, doing the research even prior to, you know, us doing this episode, Michael Jackson wasn't really a big fan of horror himself like it scared the shit out of him because of his his religious beliefs he was just like i'm messing with that um but he was open to experiment for the sake of art and the sake of music and i thought that was pretty cool of him to step out of his comfort zone for that with you know not just the aesthetic but like the visual aspect of it like the walking dead he's turning into a werecat you know, like he's chasing after someone, and it it is it, it's it was really cool of him to like do that. And I mean, he was twenty five years old when this video came out. I didn't even realize that. I thought, I mean, I knew he was young, but I was just like, wait, he was twenty five? <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, word. I didn't realize he was that young either. Uh, I just always think of like I hate to say it, but you know, with Michael Jackson's appearance changing so much as like time went on, I I feel like two different eras. It's like it feels like there's the black Michael Jackson era, then like. The really, really light skin Michael Jackson era feels like two different eras, and the music is so different. It feels like almost like two different artists at times. So that's that's kind of one of the things I always remembered about Thriller, and that just that era was like, oh, this was like when Mike had his, like his dark skin and all that, and he, you know he was really flaunting it. It's it interesting. I I really yeah, I just had no so many things that I didn't know about this video, uh, and about just how things were done for it. It's it's amazing, man. It it's crazy that you like you mentioned his uh kind of fear for horror movies in some levels beforehand how he stepped into this it's really interesting that like <laughs> i remember when i was a kid watching this video and the uh, that first the first uh i guess you could say frame but the first thing you see in the video is a little disclaimer that says like hey you know i have very strong beliefs but this isn't anything supposed to show like my belief in the occult or anything like that or practicing it like that's that's not what i'm here for and as a kid i think i, I kind of didn't get why something like that would even be there but if you look at, like, the impact and his mm -hmm. influence and how big it was, it's like, yeah, it is kind of a big deal that he put that there <laughs> at the very beginning. Somebody might have got inspired to, I don't know, try witchcraft or something if he didn't put that there. <laughs> yeah, I think it had a lot to do with uh, the, you know, religious uh, things as far as his side of things. Because I think he was, uh, at the time, I'm not sure, it might have been him or his mom or because he's in the family, you know. But I think they were Jehovah's Witness. And I know that Jehovah's Witness have a, a big... Uh, thing against like you know the occult or the you know demonology or necromancy or walking with the dead or dance with the dead or anything like that so i figured you know maybe you know he put that up there as saying you know i'm not trying to you know do anybody or anything any harm you know but this is just you know i guess art or whatever mm -hmm. but i don't think uh personally i don't think that it helped him uh because again i know that you know for a fact that joe's are very uh strict so i'm pretty sure that's why that disclaimer came up there um, but you can't, you know, you can't look at, can't ignore the fact that, yeah, you do, you dance with, with, dead people, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. you know, reanimated dead people. That's definitely going against the grain, you know, so. mm -hmm. 
mind you, dead people who had nice moves. They could dance. Just like <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's what made it really funny. I think that's why, like, uh, I know it's in one of the articles he mentioned, like, yeah, he did mention that he had a fear of horror, but he also said, uh, even though with American Werewolf in London, and he said John Lattice even teased him about watching it, and he was kind of like, yeah, it was scary, but it was, like, also kind of comedic and kind of, like, almost like a comedy in some ways. And he kind of wanted to bring that into the into Thrillo. And I think that's I think that's why it didn't scare me when I was a kid watching the video. I was like, it was creepy. It definitely has some creepy moments. But once the zombies like surround them and they start breakdancing, all you could do is want to dance with them. <laughs> you like, you're yes. not really scared no more. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was I think it was Michael Peters that did the choreography for, you know, Thriller. And I mean, he's uh, he was doing what um, he was in fame. He's involved. Oh, yeah. In fame. fame. Um, I think he did some stuff. I think he did some stuff for the Five Heartbeats movie. Mm. Oh wow! And uh, I think he, I think he did some stuff with the um, the Tina Turner uh, film. The one with Angela uh, Bassett. What's love got to do with it? Yeah. So uh, you know, he's pretty much the you know the choreographer for for you know pretty famous. And uh, I like what he said about Mike. He said that you know he's working with a bunch of people that you know, have gone to dance school and they've done this as a career, you know, and Mike comes in and he just, you know, listens to the directions and he's like, you know, he can dance with the best of them, which I thought was amazing. Yeah. You know, but that just shows you, you know, Mike's got that natural talent mm -hmm. for, for rhythm, you know? So I thought that was amazing for him to even say that. No, for sure. Definitely for sure. Um, and again, it's, it's still so interesting because I think his, I mean, yeah, again, like, Going back to the whole Michael Jackson thing with like not being a horror fan, he I think he's he's seen just the trailers or just clips of the special effects sequences when um I forgot his name, the actor who's an American werewolf that turns to a werewolf. Um I forgot his name. But when the transformation is happening and you see him turning into a werewolf because basic simple special effects which i'm a huge fan of that yeah. is what kind of like had michael jackson being like oh that's the coolest shit i've ever seen i want to do this i want to do that and that's why he oh, got yeah. in contact with john landis and that's when he was just like hey i want you to help me direct this music video and this project and it's funny because i think it was john landis who actually brought up the notion of putting prosthetics onto michael or if that was michael's idea of like turning him into a werecat which i just like i was today old when i found out that it was a werecat this whole fucking time <laughs> thought he was a werewolf i'm just like what he wasn't a werewolf he was a werecat what but like, i'm not surprised man <laughs> again this man turns to a freaking panther in like in some of his videos so i'm not surprised <laughs> Yeah, during the video, it, it kind of made me laugh because, uh, you know, during the, the beginning when he's with the girl and, uh, you know, that the a 57 Chevy breaks down, you know, and he's, you know, making, you know, trying to go steady with her and stuff like that. And he changes because of the full moon. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, from just being a nerd that, you know, lichens have different types of forms. You mm -hmm. know, like you have like wear sharks and wear tigers. I mean, especially like if, you know, if you're familiar with anything from Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got different type of, you know, lichens, you mm -hmm. know, wear rats and different different stuff like that. So when he picked uh, the wear cats, 
you know, he was saying that, you know, Landis was saying that he wanted to appeal to uh, Michael's elegance, you know, for, for him being a dancer. And um, the only thing that kind of irked me was the fact that, you know, he's chasing Ula and then he howls like they're catching <laughs> So, I mean, Landis, I had a problem with that, you know, because I'm you're supposed to be the werewolf master here. You know, you made American Werewolf in London. <laughs> you know, I would have preferred him to just growl at the moon, you know, like a, like a cat growls mm-hmm. at things. But to howl, nah, I mean, you drop the ball <laughs> <laughs> Drop the ball on that one. I mean, That's maybe one. he was like cat dog. He was like a he was a werewolf, were cat in one body. So he looked like a cat, but he howled like a wolf. That's probably what. That's probably what happened. <laughs> maybe he tried to get Mike to growl or something. Far- he was like, "No, nah, I want to howl." He was like, "Fuck it, Mike, just howl." <laughs> <laughs> but like again, back that back to the nerd stuff. I mean, he had it right. I mean, you know. You know, younger lichens, they're not in control of themselves on a the full moon. So it was just bad timing for Ula and him to be out there in the forest. And, I mean, it, full moon popped up. He couldn't control himself. I was like, get away. Yep. <laughs> <You> know, <so laughs> there's nothing he could have done to stop it, you know. so. <laughs> and then you see Michael Jackson watching Michael Jackson while eating popcorn. <laughs> that would never not be funny. Yes. That would never not be funny. A movie yeah. within a movie. That thing that was awesome. That awesome thinking, and right? It, it made the meme that we went for use we used to the end of time with him just in there eating popcorn smiling. I see that meme at least three times a day. <laughs> Somebody always used that meme. Yes. Always. Watching drama, eating popcorn. Watching a fight, eating popcorn. <laughs> it's crazy, man. That man changed red jackets forever. Like, can't nobody wear a red jacket <laughs> and not be compared to Michael Jackson. I'm sure red jackets existed before mm-hmm. Michael, but apparently not. You can't nobody wear a red jacket without looking like Michael Jackson or impersonating him somewhere. Every time I see the weekend, I'm like, that's Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Canadian Michael but Jackson. But I wanted to ask you guys as, as far as uh, question-wise, I mean, Michael's acting ability through the whole video, I mean, what did you guys think about that? I mean, because, again, I think that he made a genuine approach, and it showed, you know, when he was doing his lines and stuff, I mean, everything was really like genuine to me and that's why i like his acting in the in the whole video what do yeah, you guys i thought it was pretty good yeah i thought it was pretty good um within the movie michael jackson when he's just like you know, walking talking like you know i really like you let's go steady blah, blah. the soft-spokenness of him and then when he starts turning you see how painful it is and of course i kind of laugh i laugh about it now but he was like <laughs> like he did that <laughs> he's about to turn <laughs> And I was like, of course he had to do that. Of course he had to do that. But that was yes. pretty cool too because you see like whoever was doing the acting training with him, like it paid off because of course they would, they must have told him like, okay, when you're turning, you have to act like you're literally in deep pain. And he did it flawlessly. When he's kind of being a yes. dick to the girl outside of movie Michael Jackson, but video Michael Jackson, he's like, it's just a movie, relax. And... <laughs> He's trying to be nice to her and then them being surrounded by the zombies, the face she's like, and he's like, oh my God. And then the serious tone when he turns to zombify Michael Jackson. And then the end where he was just like, just a dream girl. It's okay. And yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I mean, from where he started then and then where he is now, well, where he was, like, you know, with all the cinematic movies, like, his acting got really, really well. Really well. Yeah. And also, this man is yes. not just a dancer. He's, he's an artist, you know? And, and 
you know, being an artist myself, like we know that we can fit into any mold as long as you tell us what we have to do and we'll do it flawlessly. And that's exactly what he did. And his acting, again, like, it was pretty good. I really enjoyed it. If they would have made it into a whole full length video, I would have movie, I would have watched it. I would have went like, I'm going to watch if Michael Jackson turned into a werecat. <laughs> yeah, word. I agree. Uh, I, honestly, I feel like he wasn't even acting. That man looked like he was just having a good ass time. He like, <laughs> like he couldn't stop smiling. It was like only, pretty much the only time he didn't smile in the video was when he was transforming and when he was the zombie at the um and during the dance and at the end. Other than that, he was just smiling from ear to ear. I'm like, I can see why everybody was like, this dude has so much charisma and he was so charming because he just was having a good yeah. time the whole video. And, you know, it was like the signature Michael Jackson thing. Well, I guess later it became the signature. Actually, no, I think it was even before that because what was the what was the video? Uh. Which one am I thinking of? I think it was, I want to rock with you. The one where he's following the girl down the street. I think yeah, it was think, that one. So it's like seeing him do it again here was kind of like the signature mic thing. you like, oh, he, he charming the hell out of this girl. <laughs> Dancing around her in circles, oh, smiling absolutely. and cracking jokes. I'm like, man, this dude, he having a good ass time. I don't even think he knew there was a script involved. He was just like, all right, I got it. He was like, what you need me to do? I, I got it. And he just went out there and just had fun. Because he's just laughing all the time. I'm like, this dude, like he's having the time of his life, this whole video. So. I guess if you want to say he acted, yeah, he was, all right, he was acting his ass off. He was, like, he was doing a good job because he, he's having fun. And I know I was having fun just just watching it. Like, I was, I'm like, this video is just hilarious. I forgot how long the video was. I forgot it was 13 minutes. But it don't feel like 13 minutes. It, despite it being that long mm-hmm. for a music video, it doesn't feel like it's that long, uh, which is surprising, mm-hmm. all things right. considered, because that's basically a half hour of television right there, include, including commercials. <laughs> but nah he did he just he did his thing man he did his thing i really like i said this video is still fun to revisit so i, I really enjoyed all that yeah absolutely yeah you could tell by you know I'm, I'm glad you brought up the point that you know his happiness you can tell that he was really enjoying everything like you know when the point where where they had the, they were doing like the zombie shoots and stuff mm-hmm. like that and you know he's just in there you see you see his head a little bopping around a little bit like yeah yeah when you know when can we do this again take two okay you know he, he was really in on it but the cool part about it to me was like, you know, when they were like rehearsing and stuff like that, you know, him and Ula, it was kind of neat. But when it when it was go time, when they said action, you notice, you know, it was like a shift in him. Like he went from, OK, I'm understanding what you're saying to, OK, it's time to perform. It's time to knock this out. And I noticed that, especially when it came to the mm-hmm. dancing, like you notice, like when he had first turned into a zombie and just, you know, when they did that close up with him and they started the backdrop and they, you saw all the, the ranks of zombies behind him. He was serious yeah. as hell there. And I mean, that part right there, that at one scene right there, I was just like, damn, this dude is in the zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it was enjoyable to watch. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've heard that before from other people, who have, like from people who not just work with him in, vi- in music videos or work with him behind the studio or even work- worked with him where they were acting with him in the music video itself whether they were like the love interest character or his rival character they've all said even like on tours everyone had always said that how when it's go time he is a very serious performer because he takes his craft seriously like it's not just a passion that is his job and he's there to do his job and that just shows like how much he really loved what he was doing not just as a singer, songwriter, performer, dancer. Like, that was his job. He was just like, okay, yeah, it's time to do, time to do my job. I'm going to clock in and do what I have to do. 
and that that's that's the level yeah, of professionalism absolutely. that he was always known for always yes i agree 100 percent uh what did you guys think about uh ula's performance i don't really know too much about her but uh you know going through um you know reading some of the background and stuff i didn't even know she was a uh a playboy bunny yeah me neither i had no idea <laughs> um yeah that shocked me man um but i did go off the beaten path with some of the stuff you know and i she's got a book that's coming out uh i think soon if it's not already out and she says she's got a lot of uh inside tips and stuff in there but she was only 23 and that's uh crazy. her acting i mean i know it was kind of to me it was a little bit dramatic for like what they were doing you know but it fit because again it kind of just you know blended in like the campiness yeah you know from her oh my god and all the extra the extra screaming fit right <laughs> in you know <laughs> so you know i mean the scream was like and I remember, I think one time, uh, I remember an uh, interview with Mike, and he was, it was somebody that was screaming, and he was saying that your scream is irritating. <laughs> so I was wondering, like, you know, <laughs> what he was saying about Ula, you know what I'm saying? Because I started laughing when, when I saw that, that interview with him. I, I can't remember what video he was filming, though. But he was like, you know, your scream is very irritating. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that should be a told that by him. <laughs> I mean... I forgot. If I find it, I'll shoot it. What was it? What was Michael Jackson? Was he a Virgo or a tour? I forgot what sign he was, but like I, I that's who I've heard that he could be savage as fuck. <laughs> he <laughs> told you straight up oh, how yeah. it is. Like you know what? This is garbage. This is trash. Get the fuck off my stage. You know, like Prince. Like it's Prince. funny you say that <laughs> so. because there is a clip that I see yeah. at least once every other month. From when they were doing uh, We Are the World. Remember that? When they were writing like, it was like 30 different artists on that one song. Like everybody was on that song. And oh, they yeah. have the clip where uh, just like a piece of it, I forgot who he was in the studio with. Damn, I can't remember the artist's name. Uh, it was like these two guys and this girl. I can't remember the name of the group. Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper was one of them. Yeah, and the other ones I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she hit this note and then hit Michael's face. It looked like his face was just like, I'm fed up with this shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's that clip it resurfaces on the internet at least once every three months and it cracks me up every time it's like she hits the note and she her and the guy singing with her just hit the note in the weirdest way they just kind of go into a sudden just wild like that and then they just mm-hmm. they show they show michael's face because the camera pans a little bit and he's just staring at them with the deaf eyes like what the fuck are they doing to my song like and it cracks me up every time like I, i'll send a clip to you guys this is hilarious <laughs> So I wouldn't be surprised if Michael's like, I need to chill. <laughs> yeah, I see it. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, he wrote the song with Quincy Jones. And then I think Quincy was just like, hey, <laughs> let's do this for a movie. Let's get all these artists on. And he was just like, yeah, okay. And then he regretted it. That day, he was just like, I regret my decision. And you, you notice, ever since then, Absolutely. he never did that shit ever again. He was just like, I'm not doing none of this shit. I'm doing it myself. <laughs> yes. Because he knew, I mean, you know, you figured nobody, I mean, a lot of people were not on his level. He's such a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for them to be singing around him like that and, like, not hitting your notes, you know, he's like, oh, my God, what, what is this? You know, what am I attaching my name to here? You know, you know even there's. <laughs> you know, he was, a, he was a perfectionist. Yeah, and there's a video, too, of him, like, in a concert and he's singing. Because I think someone fucked up with the lighting or some shit happened with the sound or whatever and you hear him sing it and he was just like you're gonna be fired you're gonna be fired <laughs> like yo yeah you're gonna be fired whoever you are he's literally saying it on stage you're gonna be fired <laughs> wow this is the person in the back crying and michael still performing 
It's just like, this is it? That's so terrible. Like, this. Yep. Yeah, but he, I believe that he had a dark side to him. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, of course, you know, in the media, that's all we see is, you know, Michael Jackson smiling and dancing and different things. So he's very soft spoken. But uh, I think, you know, from what I was reading, they were saying that he was one of the most rebellious of his brothers. And him and his, his dad were always butting heads. So, you know, judging the, the trauma that he was, you know, dealing with in his life. And I'm sure he kind of had his moments where he went the hell off. I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cause... And I don't know how much is actually on film, but, you know, I think that, yeah, he had his moments where he's like, hey, what the hell are y'all doing? Yeah. You know? I mean, there was always rumors that he has two voices. Like, in the media, he's soft-spoken. And then when he's not in the media, he has this deep-ass voice where he was like, what the fuck? What are you doing? I actually believe yeah. that. I believe that. I truly I believe, believe that. that. <laughs> we, but we yeah. would never know what his actual voice sounds like. Yeah. Just, it's it's just funny like you Bob say that. Bob Ross, dying with secrets. <laughs> it's funny you say that because uh, my lady, like Anastasia, she was telling me about something, a clip of him that she saw where like an interviewer was talking to him about touring. And he's like, man, I hate touring. You know, I got to travel so much. You're in a different city all the time. It's just so much. I'm like, I, man, I'm not a big fan of it. And the person was like, oh, I thought... I thought you were going to say something like kind of more positive. Like so we were, we were recording this and he was like, Oh, I thought you wanted the truth. Oh, you don't want the truth. Okay. And the dude was like, all right, so let's try that again. Let's run that back. And he was like, all right, action. And he was like, I love touring. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> and everybody just starts laughing. <laughs> yeah. I, I think in the music business through the years, I think that we've learned that, you know, you, you know, if you're appreciating an artist, you know, you got to separate that, their music and your love for what you're into with them. You know, you got to separate that yeah. from the person because, you know, these guys are people, man. They're human. Mm -hmm. You know, they're human beings. So you can't be shocked when things come out. You're like, oh, my God. Nah, man. You know, you're not living in reality. You know, you got to know that, you know, there's a difference between the stage performance and the singing. And then you got, you know, a person. I mean, we've seen that with countless artists out yeah. here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Through the years. <clears throat> no, most definitely. Most definitely. And that man was like hardest working man ever. Like, when was he not working? Like, I've <laughs> never saw him not working, whether it was behind the scenes producing, behind the scenes writing, behind the scenes making music, doing music yes. and videos, planning tours, planning concerts, planning appearances. Like, when was he not busy? Like, he was, yeah. and, and that's the thing too with, um, perfectionist is that they're workaholics they don't know how to slow down they don't know how to stop they don't know what a day off is what a nap is they don't know any of that they're like what the fuck is that i don't know what that is i just know how to work yeah absolutely i think prince was the same way oh yeah prince had that same perfection uh obsession mm -hmm. uh, he kept kept going at it and you know everybody around him that worked with him knew knew the same thing like he was you know, he'd speak to you if you were messing up. Hey, man, look, <laughs> we're doing this. This is mine, man. What are you, what are you doing? You know, yeah. let's try this again. Yeah, <laughs> considering how much Michael Jackson like uh, loved James Brown, I wouldn't be surprised if he got that from them. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. They did call James Brown the hardest working yeah. man in show business, and for good reason. And even uh, the movie that they did for him, uh, which had Chadwick Boseman recipes to him too, where he where he played James Brown, that was a pretty good movie. And even they kind of showed you in that movie that James Brown was kind of a dick at times. <laughs> like he'd be he his his band would be playing something he'd be like no don't play it like that play it like this and it was like 
I can't play what's in your head. He's like, you, you, well, you better learn. You better, le- <laughs> you better learn yep. how to get it out of my head and play it because it's, it's, in, it's there. You just not hitting it. And I was like, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't imagine dealing with that <laughs> day in and day out. But that, that's, that's why we remember them, right? Like I'm not saying, and it's just for everybody listening. Please don't be an asshole at your job just because you're good at it. That is not the message you're supposed to take away from this. But I'm just saying that's who these men were, and it's 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 crazy. I'm I'm sure somebody would have wanted to swing on them, but <laughs> but it's yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yep, that's, that's how they made the music they made. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then Absolutely. also reading Michael Jackson put down his own money to finance this movie. I mean, the movie, the video, the production, the special effects, the the, the time it took. Like he was just like. Getting out of his wallet, like that whole like <laughs> make it rain video, like the make it rain jiffy. <laughs> he was just like, here you go, blah 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 blah. Just throwing like yeah, here, here, take this. I'm paying it out of my pocket. I'm Michael Jackson. I can do that. <laughs> that was really interesting. How they how they said the video was kind of financed. That that I didn't know about because like I can say I saw it on VHS. So that was my first time even seeing it. Well, I didn't even see it on MTV. I saw it on VHS at my aunt's house. She had it, and she used to just have it on loop all the time in the house. So me and my cousins would always be dancing and watching it. Uh, but finding out that basically they said the video, most of his videos prior to this were roughly about a hundred thousand, a hundred fifty thousand dollars. And for, I think he said, uh, I think they said the beat of video he had to finance himself. But for this video, they said due to everything that was involved, the budget was nine hundred thousand. And I was like, damn, that's not like a lot of money for a video yes. even now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and they said the way they financed it because the the, stu- uh, the records company didn't want to pay for it, but the way they financed it basically was record company decided to put up a hundred thousand. But they came up with a whole basically marketing plan to sell the video with the behind the scenes and all of that to get to basically allow people to watch a video at home on VHS, which they didn't know was going to be a big thing at the time. But it turned out to be the right move. I thought that was really interesting. That was really business savvy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That that was decent. And also, you know, it, I think when Epic said no, um, they were trying to, like you said, they were trying to do that, that, that marketing thing. And they went to Showtime, who I think was just starting, you know, because. You know, they had Cinemax, yeah. HBO, Showtime. They were just kind of like coming up, and they said, "Okay, well, we'll go half." And then, because they had already approached MTV, and MTV was like, "No, nah, we're not doing it," you know. And then when Showtime said, "Yeah," then I guess MTV saw the you know the potential to make some money. So then they changed. Oh yeah, yeah, we well, yeah, sure we changed our <laughs> mind. Yeah, I guess you did, man. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's funny. But speaking about finances, like. Again, I've been laughing about this for like a whole ass like two weeks. I'm never not going to stop laughing about it. And that's about the whole Vincent Price part of it. Uh, (laughs) Do tell, do tell. Yeah. So, I mean, Alexander and I kind of talked about it like before we were recording. But um, so when the song was written, the writer had approached Michael Jackson and said, hey, there is a talkative part in the song. We should get a horror narrator type person to come on and say the lines. And of course, Michael Jackson was just like, yeah, okay, correct. Go ahead. Do whatever you want. So when they're trying to figure out who to get on, um, <clears throat> Peggy Limpton, who was at the time Quincy Jones' wife, she knew Vincent yep. Price. So she approached him and said, hey, so, you know, Michael Jackson, he has his music video coming out, the song um it's gonna be this and that would you be interested in coming on for the recording portion of it and 
they were all he had off they were offered him like two things one was a one-time fee of twenty thousand dollars or percentage of the album proceeds he took the money and was like you know what <laughs> give me twenty thousand dollars i'll do it and he did it again this shit makes me laugh this because... is like the best-selling album of all time. You took $20,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He regretted that. Definitely dropped he the regretted ball. that years later. He was just like, I should have fucking asked for more. I should have asked for the proceeds. I should have asked for credit. I should have asked for all of this. What the fuck was I thinking? And it's so funny because I'm just like, bro, it's Michael Jackson. Like, how did you not know this was going to be big selling? It's Michael Jackson. And and I remember I told Kendall this. I was like, if he would have took the proceeds, like for it to be credited, and again, this song is still played today. It's 2021. It's still being played. The the price enterprise, like no pun intended with that name. He they would have been rolling and not just, for instance, price legacy, but the legacy of thriller. So they would have been doubled in millions and trillions of of money. And it's so funny how he regretted doing the only like one-time fee where he was just like damn i should have fucking asked for more <laughs> i should have asked for all this stuff i bet he talked about that shit on his deathbed he was like i should have took more <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and again that's just you know i guess from not really being uh not really monitoring you know you know our music our music um and he figured okay well it's just gonna be you know on these flukes, just like, you know, anything else, you know, that they, they're doing now. So, yeah, sure, just give me the money up front. And, yeah, he dropped the ball, you know, big mm-hmm. time. Yeah, definitely. And I don't even think Michael knew how big it was going to get either. He was just like, yeah, it's just for fun. And then when he saw it blew up. I mean, at the time, the album Thriller was one of his, and it still is in the charts as one of the best-selling albums ever in the 80s. Like, nothing has topped that. I think to it's still number day. one to this day. Like, still the yes. best album ever. Yeah. Nothing has topped it. Nothing. No artist, no new artist, no past artist. No one. Because it was one of the best albums he ever had. And, of course, some would say, well, this one yeah. was pretty good, too. But, yeah, again, it had the most sales. And even he didn't see that coming. And even he was just like, pick up your no. face. Holy shit. <laughs> and... And I think everybody, even in the studio, was just like, holy shit, we did something. And that's, I think that's really what kind of, again, like, launched the whole idea of cinematic videos, you know, him as an artist. And it just shows, like, how incredible that whole, the whole movement of the music video and the song itself was. And again, it's still so funny how Vincent Price was just like, I regretted everything. I shouldn't ask for credit. <laughs> I shouldn't ask for credit and royalties. What's wrong with me? Yeah, that's definitely biting. It, it, it probably bit him. I think if he, because he, Vincent Price passed already. So yeah, it, it probably bit him on <laughs> his deathbed. Because you figure, you know, 83 to 84, you know, Michael, I mean, in with this thriller stuff, you know, because again, it was like, Billy Jean, you know, beat mm-hmm. it. And then Thriller came late. You know, the, the, the fame for Thriller yeah. came late because from what I was reading, you know, Mike was kind of upset with the, you know, with the record sales, you know, kind of like declining. I guess he was monitoring, you know, Madonna and whoever else was big selling. So he was like, you know, we got to do something. And I guess that's when, you know, Ron Temperton, the guy that wrote Thriller, was like, you know, well, why don't we, you know, do the song Thriller? And I think Thriller had 
several names before it even, you know, became the word thriller. And I think, you know, even when they decided on thriller, I think Quincy was like, well, it's kind of like a crappy name, but we'll run with it. And after Mike, you know, sung it a couple of times, like, okay, we'll run with thriller, you know, but it was like, it, it changed everything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in a way, I, <laughs> yeah. from some of the research, it sounded like it was almost kind of a forgotten song on the album. Cause like compared to everything yeah. else that was out, like it, it seemed like everyone was like, I oh, like, like this song ain't bad. But I, I saw one, they said one person when they heard the song was like, who wants a video about monsters? And I'm like, well, horror fans. <laughs> and apparently just Michael Jackson fans. They like, you know, it's, there's that thing when you get so big as an artist, people want to see anything you do. Like they don't give a damn what capacity it's mm-hmm. in. They don't care if you're doing pop. They don't care if you are you a cartoon car. Like people just want to see you at some point. And you know, Michael Jackson hit that sweet spot of like being so famous that people will watch anything. I'm sure there were a lot of people who watched this video who were not fans of the horror genre as a whole. Because I'm sure if there were more vocal horror fans at the time, at least like in big bulk, like it seems to be now, um, I think a video probably would have been made without right. much argument. People would have been, like, all right, cool, yeah, make it. But, you know, considering the how the song yep. sounds, it sounds like a horror movie. It sounds like you're walking through a haunted house. Uh, it's, it's probably something they didn't think was the most sexy, especially, you know, music is all about marketing anyway. So it's like, does this song make you mm-hmm. sound sexy? Does this song make you sound appealing? Does this song make your fans want to sleep with you? Cool, let's go with that. You play Thriller, it's like, this song doesn't really do any of that. <laughs> so, like, kind of what do we do with this? Right. So it was it was definitely a unique choice, right. and I'm, I'm happy it worked out because... Uh, they found that, you know, not just horror fans revere it, but also, like, just Michael Jackson fans revere it. People, everybody like Halloween. It's just, it was a perfect sweet spot. And it yeah. inspired so many videos. And during that time period, man, it was almost like they were rolling the dice because, again, that was the 80s, man. That was during, like, the uh, satanic panic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, where everything was satanic, you know, and, they, you know, people were throwing away all the, you know, all their kids' D&D stuff. You know, I was one. <laughs> <laughs> Putting the stuff out on the curb for the dump, you know, and... They, they they did something that was, you know, you know, it was a roll of the dice. They were gambling and it turned out, you know, in their favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, again, like, years later, again, it's 2021. It is still a mascot for Halloween. That's literally <laughs> what Thriller is. Yes. It is a mascot for Halloween. You know Halloween is getting close when you hear Thriller being played in the radio. When you hear Thriller play in the background yes. of, of, Party City advertising stuff. When you hear Thriller behind Spirit Halloween advertising stuff. When you hear Thriller <laughs> in stores. When you hear Thriller in, in horror movies or even in cartoons. You know, one of the mem- like, I think the Amazing World of Gumball, one of the characters dressed up as Michael Jackson from Thriller. <laughs> um, and again, it just shows how iconic that video and the song was and still is. Like, it's just one of those, like, wow. And again, at the time, I'm sure, yeah, like you said, like, they were gambling. It was a risk. And they did not think probably it was going to make anything or even be what it was now. And that's kind of why it kind of pushed the sales of Thriller. I mean, he had other songs, too, that came out of the album Thriller. A lot of songs. But yes. that one particular, yeah. people were just like, oh, yeah, I'm here for the Thriller song. Like, yeah, Thriller, Thriller. and that that's really what helped push the sales and pushed it to be the number one spot for all these years and it has never been taken out never and it probably never will because nothing could ever top that what he did in that in that magnitude of the cinematic video uh because it was just you know you're getting a music video and you're getting a horror movie 
the same yeah. time. It's entertaining. You know, like, I remember yeah. when I first watched Thriller, and I mean, we're, we're kind of talking about our ages when before we started recording. <laughs> um, you know, I was born in 88. <laughs> I didn't see the music video until the early 90s, middle 90s. I first watched it because this is back when MTV still used to play music videos, and they aired it one time. And I watched it, and I remember the transformation that he did to turn into a zombie. Like, that shit freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> I was fucking terrified. I was like, oh my god. And then we started dancing. Like, Kendall said, you get relaxed. You were just like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's so catchy. The song is catchy. The chorus is catchy. You're repeating through like three, four times. You're, the <laughs> dance is is catchy. Like the dance is easy to learn. It's very easy. It's not like it's other complicated, like you know, like choreography that you're just like, how the fuck does he do this? He had not. Does it, this man does not have bones? <laughs> but this this was a little bit more fun and easy to do that people still do at parties. Like Kendall said, like when you hear the song, yeah. you know you're gonna get like three, four people on the dance floor. Let's do, let's do a thriller. Let's do, let's do a thriller dance. <laughs> like, it's, it's just, it was just, it's just so iconic and memorable that it's, again, like, like I said, it's never going to age out. Never going to age out. Man, if this video came out in the age of TikTok, Michael Jackson would have blew the world up. <laughs> he oh was killing the game God. already. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it trended on TikTok this yeah. year, even for Halloween, people would just start making a few videos of just doing a dance. <laughs> Like it's it, man, the drill he, dance challenge. Yeah, the drill and dance challenge. I wouldn't even be surprised if it, that just happened every year on TikTok or without any of these platforms every year because it's just it's so iconic. People get famous from just doing it. Remember the prisoners did it, and uh, I think that church. I mean, in that in that prison, uh, there's actually a documentary about that prison. Mm-hmm. But like they did it and they got super famous in that prison. That people started like doing tours of that prison because of the dances. And I think that whole prison actually like does dance routines and stuff. Like that's their thing. And like if, mm-hmm. if people act up in that prison, then they don't allow them to dance. And that's like a genuine punishment for them. <laughs> like it's like that big of a deal over there. Um, yeah. The, the documentary on Netflix, I know it's called uh, Happy Jail, where they talk about like the inner workings of that prison. It's pretty interesting. But like, yeah, Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. man, he'd, he'd kill the game today if he, he came out in his age of social media with these dances and all this stuff. Like cause everybody was trying to do it then. People still try to do it now. The moment you hit a beat. You hit a dunk dunk. People just jump up, want to start doing the dance. You start doing the stomp. <laughs> You're trying to slide side yeah. to side. It hit every time. Like, I, man, I've watched the video so many times. Even just every time I hear it, I jump up and want to do the dance. I'm like, yo, this shit is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, God damn, this is so good. Like, it's just, it, man, you can't go wrong with it. You just can't go wrong with it. And like you mentioned, like, yeah, the, oh, uh, no, go ahead. Now I was going to say the how, like, and then going back to what Kendall mentioned about the whole, like, the iconic tones of it not even the like dun, 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 dun. it's just like bam bam that part alone you're just like oh here we fucking go here we go this is my time to shine <laughs> <laughs> yes yes i agree with you 100 as of right now the uh the i guess in the record books for the most people doing the thriller dance at one time is 12,937 people i guess and that was done in mexico Crazy. city um, and, and the Philippines, that's the jail that mm-hmm. you're talking about in Cebu city. They had 1500 inmates that did that. And that got over 4 million. I'm sure it's probably more now, uh, hits for, for, uh, you know, as far as, uh, clicks on that video, mm-hmm. crazy, uh, for, uh, for the inmates in, in, in the Philippines doing that thriller dance. But yeah, you figure it was nominated for 12 Grammys and it, it received eight. 
So, yeah, record-breaking stuff, man. I, I would not be surprised if if it, like, reaches on the billboard again after all these years. So I feel <laughs> like it does. I feel like every year people go back to the album and they're like, Michael Jackson Thriller is back on the billboard. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if, if the album, like... <laughs> shoots up again and they're like but he's been dead like it doesn't matter it's michael You're jackson like, ghost he's he's he he and, and the wind you know <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's like yeah. uh, mariah carey every year all i want for christmas charts again you'd be like how the hell and she's like she said it she said this song has made me more money than any song in my catalog because <laughs> every christmas mm-hmm. that song is every and i wouldn't be surprised it's the same thing for the, for the michael jackson estate that every year Halloween hit and they just like, yep, the money come rolling in. It's just, it's just a part of the culture. It just is what it is. It's amazing. Yeah. Right. I'm pretty sure that Ron Temperton, the guy that, that uh, wrote the lyrics for Thriller, you know, I'm pretty sure he didn't think it was going to hit as much as it did, man. You know, because he did, uh, he wrote uh, Rock mm-hmm. With You off the off, off the, off the oh, wall album. And I mean, I'm pretty sure, but it was just Mike's delivery, man. Mike delivered mm-hmm. it like perfect, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's the one thing too about, I mean, we hear that about certain rappers. When they hit the beat and they could jump on the beat so flawlessly, we're just like, holy shit, that's an amazing rapper. That is how he is as a singer. You give Michael Jackson any yeah. beat, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be like just a, 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 like a, like a two-note sound. It doesn't matter what it is. He will hop on it and he will perform it so flawlessly, flawlessly that you're just like, wow, like holy shit. And you think it's like a whole new song. And many few artists can do that. Not many can, and people think that's something any artist can do, and they can't. Not every rapper can do that when it comes to hip-hop. Not every pop star can do that when it comes to pop music. And the same thing with rock. Not every rock star can just jump on any beat and do it flawlessly. Like It has to be cohesive. It has to match. But yeah. with him, with him, like he literally makes love to the beat. He literally <laughs> flows with it. No, like seriously, like he really flows with it. He just matches with it and again like it's it's so rare to have that as an artist as a musician as a singer and that was also one of his talents that he had yeah that's a good point i i think in, in some ways uh nowadays i think people take it for granted how how hard it was to be that good or how hard it, it is to just be that good considering you know technology has just come so far uh, and you can do so much with technology now, mm-hmm. like fix people's vocals and just different things like that. But like uh, Mike, Mike, and you know the greats of that time, like they, it was different. They, they ain't had nothing like that. A lot of that you had to bring yourself. Like a lot of stuff that I guess you could say you see in marketing of artists now. Like a lot of these people who were like at, true artists kind of brought that themselves. Like I feel like all of the stuff that Michael mm-hmm. did with things that like he kind of brought to the table that kind of formed his persona. Not necessarily was something that mm-hmm. was like a manufactured persona that was given to him. It seems like something that he kind of came up with. As a, but I, I could be wrong, but I'm just saying that's what it seems like, in my opinion. It seems like all of the things that he did and all of the things, the outfits and the style and all that, those seem like things that he kind of conceptually arrived at him and his team. Versus now where like a lot of the time the artists kind of are packaged in a way that the package is being sold, not necessarily the music. The mu- you needed the music mm-hmm. back then. You kind of had to have the music to be to stay relevant back then. So really interesting absolutely yeah absolutely you had to have talent you had to have talent you couldn't there was no like you said there was no reverb no auto fix no program so it's either you could sing or you wasn't you wasn't getting no 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 uh no recognition at all and mike had it mike Mm -hmm. had it yep um but before we end it i want to say a little fun facts i don't know if you guys knew 
but Janet Jackson was one of the zombies on set with the song. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't the music know that. video. She was one of the zombies. I don't know which one. I don't know, know who was she, which one she was. And it's funny because people made fun of that joke that she was there, but she was one of the zombies that were dancing. Um, I'm pretty sure she bothers the shit out of him because little sisters. He's like, let me be in it. 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 Play mom. And he was just like, fine. God. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I wouldn't be surprised. And Janet, you know, Janet, she a legend in her own right. God, Janet, ain't, Janet ain't no joke. You got, they got Janet Jackson appreciation there on the internet. Janet ain't no joke. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Also, another zombie in there was uh, another guy that I didn't know that was there was uh, Michael DeLorenzo from uh, a New York oh, wow. undercover. He was there oh, as well. Oh, shit, really? And I was like, oh, man, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, damn, I didn't know he was there. And he was in Beat It, I think. Oh, that's cool. Um, oh, yeah. What else? Uh, the red jacket that we all talk about <laughs> a lot. Um, John Landis' wife was the one that actually made the jacket for Michael Jackson. Like, she tailored it, sewed wow. it, and that was the iconic red jacket. That was thanks to her. Wow. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Between the two jackets, between the two jackets, which ones did you guys like the best? The beaded jacket or the thriller jacket? I like bright colors, so I got to go with the thriller one. <laughs> I like bright colors. Um, that red, you can't miss that, man. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and the thriller looks cooler, especially with, like, that, like, the black seam. Like, it's red, it's just like that black mm-hmm. seam. Like, it's just it's flawless. Um, another couple fun facts is that the outfits from the zombies, they all got them from the Salvation Army. So all the outfits they were wearing, that all came from the Salvation Army. Yeah, that was funny. Even in the documentary, oh, they said they, they got the clothes wow. from there and they would like beat them up and like stomp on them and cut them up and stuff like that to make them look really ripped up like zombie clothes. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember uh, Kelly did say that. She did say that they got it and they ripped them up and... And dragged him through the dirt yeah. and stuff. Yeah. That reminded me a lot of actually of a Public Enemy. I remember watching the documentary about Public Enemy, and they were talking about the way they used to make their music was they would get records, because you know limit limitations of technology at the time. So they would buy records from like all types of different right. artists, all types of different genres, and they would beat the records up. Like they was like we would scratch them with keys, scratch them with razor blades, stomp on them, warp them, all types of stuff. And that was a lot of how Public Enemy said they created their sound as well. So it was like really interesting to hear people kind of go through those lengths to get like the kind of look they want and the sound they want. <laughs> That right. is pretty cool. And then at the ending of the video, when Michael Jackson turns and you see his little wear a cat eyes and you hear Vincent Price <laughs> laughing his ass off. So Michael Jackson has said that was his idea to parody a parody. He basically parodied uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Eat it. When he turned into the same face, <laughs> he was just like, I'm going to do that as a nod to Weird Yankovic for doing eat it based on beat it. I thought that was pretty cool because he he really loved it. When when, when Weird Al Yankovic did um eat it, Michael Jackson personally yeah. called him and said, "I fucking love this. Thank you." Oh, I didn't like, know that. He that loved it. He thought, yeah, he thought it was that hilarious. Was nice. Some artists do that. They literally tell him like, "Yo, thanks for thanks for doing a parody." Like they don't see it as maliciously. They just see it as an, "Wow, I'm that big that you did a parody of my song. Thank you." <laughs> so he was yes. thanked a lot and. Yes. To get a personal call from Michael Jackson to say, hey, I thought this was really funny. Thank you. It, it, it must have been amazing. Like, wow. Yeah, I think Al was just starting his his whole, you know, parody thing back in the 80s. So, yeah, to get 
to get a call from somebody that's top of the charts, that probably blew his mind. Mm-hmm. And thus gave us, I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. But I yeah. But that about that's cool. I knew that song. I didn't know. I, did, I never really considered if it came out very close to when Beat It actually came out. But that's cool to know. Wow. I didn't even consider how long Weird Al was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's still doing it. He still does his parody. Not as often, but he still does it. Um, but yeah, so those are just some like fun, wholesome facts about Michael Jackson Thriller. Well, before we get out of here, Alexander, I hope you had a good time, man. I'm happy you came. Please tell me you had a good time. <laughs> absolutely thank you thank you so much for having me man i hope uh you know i hope i helped you guys out and i made some sense to all our listeners and uh, again i want to thank you guys for everything that you're doing uh you know with this this uh, horror podcast and just everything in general and i also want to thank your uh your guests that you've had too i'm following most of them and i mean the, the material that you guys are putting out uh is amazing and it's needed it's needed in this community man so thank you uh showing appreciation absolutely <laughs> oh man anytime yeah, we really, again, like, we we really appreciate it. And, I mean, yeah, we talk about it a lot in the podcast. We're just, like, we actually read our DMs, people. We actually read them. We respond. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not going to ignore you. Yes. And give you an auto, like, written, like, thank you for your time. Come back later. <laughs> like, we don't do that. We will literally write to you, whether it's me or Kendall, or sometimes Kendall does that weird shit where he speaks for both of us. <laughs> which is weird but he does that <laughs> you won't know which one because sometimes he'll be like thanks i mean i do it too sometimes where i'm just like yeah we're thankful what really is just me writing to you but sometimes <laughs> i'll let you know if it's me <laughs> i'll let you know and sometimes you hear me and Kendall go back and forth within our own page we do that too <laughs> so we've done that before right. people laugh at us they're like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do this is always fun this is, this is all fun man so we appreciate all the people who listen. We appreciate all I guess. We're happy. Alexander, welcome to the family. So we'll definitely bring you back in the future. Thank you. Thank you for coming, man. Thank you. Appreciate it so much, man. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you? Like, where are you on? Uh, I'm mostly on Instagram. Uh, it's arob2630. That's also my gamer tag on all platforms, PC, Xbox, PlayStation. So you want to hit me up, you want to talk horror, or you want to play some games, hey, here I am. Uh, but Instagram mostly. Oh, cool! You on PlayStation? I might have to add you. What you playing, man? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm mostly on PC, but I, I have a PlayStation too. But yeah, I'm, I play a lot of Call of Duty Zombies and uh, a, a lot of Dead by Daylight. Man, I think I think you brought up a while back that you know it was one of the people who were playing a game. Yeah, they just added Pinhead, man. I'm, I'm all in. So you want to get together? <laughs> oh yeah, play some, I heard of that. <laughs> play some Dead by Daylight, yeah, please. I heard of that. Yeah, I awesome they've been adding a lot of features. Awesome game. Yeah, yeah no, you do, features. man. They got. Uh, they added the they added ghost was it Ghostface? They got a mad people. Yeah, mad people. Resident Evil. Yeah, they added the Resident Evil stuff. Like they're they're adding a lot. I wonder who else they're gonna add. I mean, we kind of made a joke about Pinhead in our religion to horror podcast. <laughs> <We're> really, <laughs> I mean, I feel like people are gonna get mad at us for that, but I don't care. Okay, <laughs> we need to have time to talk about our Lord and Savior Pinhead. Okay. <laughs> All the Hellraiser films are great. I mean, I always did love them. So, yeah, I'm a oh, fan. We definitely going to revisit those at some point. I'm not shaking my head to that, but yeah, okay. <laughs> I know, I know. Because <laughs> our last <laughs> guest, Marissa, was like, oh, Hellraiser. And I, I laughed because I was like, we got to do it. But also, I was like, Jackie did just say she scared her. This is going to be great to do at some point. 
Yeah, Clyde Barker, he's got a, a big following. Actually, uh, when I worked in corrections, I had a, a female friend that was a fanatic with Pinhead. She had a whole room dedicated wow. to Pinhead. Masks, she had multiple, multiple puzzle boxes in different stages. She had figures, she had everything. So, yeah, they got some obsessed people <laughs> with Pinhead out here, man. No, it's the truth. <laughs> and we're that, if we cover, we're definitely going to talk about the sexual desires they have for pinhead that's a real thing kendall <laughs> that i'm not joking oh, he's received love letters wow he has received love letters oh, my God. <laughs> that is a real thing you know what if charles Manson uh, get love letters why not why not pinhead i guess why not <laughs> yeah yeah i agree i agree oh <laughs> right. uh, but yeah so thank you for coming on like again like we again we appreciate all the love that you give us thank you so much we had a blast, Absolutely. you know, Michael Jackson thriller, Absolutely. the mascot for Halloween. <laughs> so, <laughs> take us All out. Right. Thanks again for having me. What you gonna say, Alexander? I said thanks again for having me as well. <laughs> yes. Um. And yeah, and with that, I will end it with Ooh, you Ghost goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>